Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Come on, a great shout for a great God. Oh, come on, come on. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, all that is in me. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Wow, 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 wow. That was fantastic tonight. How many people are loving the Passover song? I'm just playing it over and over and over. My, my wife and daughter don't like the fact that I play things on repeat, but if I like something, it's playing over and over and over and over. But I mean, just turn your palms towards heaven. Man, I feel God in here. I feel God in here. Father, we just thank you for your presence. We thank you for your anointing. The Bible says that it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. It's the anointing that removes the burden. Father, it's the anointing that drives out the wicked, the evil, the demonic, the oppressive. It's the anointing that heals. It's the anointing that delivers. And Father, we thank you for that anointing tonight. Father, we thank you as we go into Easter week, Passover week. That there's something powerful. Something's going to shift this week over people's lives. Father, I speak to those who have walked in with a hope deficiency. Their hope tank almost on empty. Father, I thank you they're going to be refueled in this house. Father, I thank you for those who have walked in almost with their faith beat down. I thank you they're going to get a faith overhaul tonight. Father, thank you for those who have walked in expecting a miracle, needing a miracle. Healing and deliverance flows tonight in Jesus' name. Can if you receive that, give God one more great praise. Amen. Amen. Turn to two or three people, just prophesy. Tell them they are really, really ridiculously good looking. Amen. Amen. Well, I want to uh, just welcome a couple of people. The first one is all the way from New Zealand via the Gold Coast. One of my best friends in the whole world. We have Pastor John Cameron. Pastor John, can you stand up? Let everybody see him. He is an incredible man. He's no, no stranger to this house. Uh, but sadly, when the world locked down, we weren't able to, to have him back in, in a few years. So it's an honor to have you back. He tore it up on Sunday at San Marcos. You want to download that message, an incredible message by an incredible man of God. And it's such an honor to have you here, Pastor John. We love you so much. And then all the way from Seattle, I spotted the beautiful Emma Davies. Emma, stand up. Give everybody a wave. How many people love Emma? Just miss personality. And actually, you know what? I feel the annoyance. Stand up, beautiful Emma. Stand up, beautiful Emma. Uh, wow. As soon as you stood up, I felt, I felt the, the word of the Lord come to me. And uh, th this is what, what I saw. I saw you go, you went to Seattle and you went to Washington. You went to um, 
what most people, in fact, most church planners would try, try and talk you out. They say, if you're planning a church, find a, a Bible Belt area, which I don't know why. Why would you do that? They already got Bibles. Let's, let's, let's go to the... But you guys didn't do that. You guys went to the hard terrain. And, and I saw this. I saw you take keys, that Jesus handed you some keys to unlock the city. And, and people were locked up in hopelessness. They were locked up in despair. And one of the biggest, biggest locks that gave you trouble was I saw the key, and it was the right key, but it wasn't, you know, sometimes locks can rust or, you know, the components in there. And it was, it was trust. It was, they, they would trust authority and they would trust spiritual leadership. And, uh, and I, I saw you, 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 you messing with the keys. And then as you, as you stood tonight, I saw Jesus coming down with a whole lot of keys. And the Lord would say that sometimes just the jimming of the lock, that the Lord sent you and your husband and your beautiful family to unlock people there. But what God does is he, he never just sends us by ourselves. And he never just sends us as the answer. He is the answer. We carry him. And I saw Jesus coming with keys and there are things in you that the enemy has kept under lock and key. And, and the, the, the authority trust thing in the people up there, uh, funny enough, I, I saw it as, as an area where even the enemy has tried to put a ceiling over you put you in a box. In fact, the word is put, keep you in a prison. And I see Jesus coming with keys and he's setting you free. This Easter weekend, get ready, get ready, get ready. I see him setting you free in a number of areas. You're going to bring freedom. You're going to bring power. You're not in the wrong place. You're in the right place. You're not in the wrong time. You're in the right time. Do not look at how difficult or how dark it is. In fact, because it's difficult, because it's dark, I reserved it for my daughter, my son, who would go there in faith, who would go there in power, who would go there in my humility and my strength. And I see th this Easter weekend is going to be significant in your life. And as, as you, I just see Jesus doing a beautiful work in you and your handsome husband, your beautiful children, and that's going to unlock over the entire city. We love Emma Davies. Amen. Amen. We love you, Emma. God bless you, Emma. Amen. Well, come with me in your Bibles. It's all good. Where should we start, Morgan? Exodus. I love Morgan. I, I, if I don't know where to start, I just ask Morgan. Exodus. What chapter? 12. Gosh, he's, he's fast. He is fast. Did somebody send you my notes? That's incredible. How does he know that stuff? He's just brilliant. He's married to the beautiful Jenny. All right. Uh, Exodus chapter 12, 21. Yell out when you're there. Okay, only a few people. <laughs> Exodus 12, 21. 12, 21 says this, Then Moses called for all the elders of Israel, and he said to them, Pick out and take lambs for yourselves according to your families and kill the Passover lamb. We're, we're going to be having communion in just a moment. Uh, it's Passover Wednesday for us. It's, it's Passover week. And so we're going to be taking communion. And uh, the, the power of communion is unprecedented. And so here Moses is instructed 
to pick out and take lambs for themselves according to their families and then to kill the Passover lamb. And you shall take a bunch of hyssop, dip it in the blood that is in the basin and strike the lintel and strike the two doorposts with the blood that is in the basin. And none of you shall go out of the door of his house until morning. For the Lord will pass through to strike the Egyptians. And when he sees the blood on the lintel on the two doorposts, the Lord will pass over the door and he will not allow the destroyer to come into your houses to strike you. Just need you, if you're underlining anything in your Bible, you want to underline that. He will not allow the destroyer to come into your houses to strike you. And you shall observe this thing as an ordinance for you, your sons forever. It will come to pass when you come to the land which the Lord, it will give you just as he promised that you shall keep this service. And it shall be when your children say to you, what do you mean by this service? That you shall say it is the Passover sacrifice of the Lord who passed over the houses of the children of Israel in Egypt And when he struck the Egyptians and delivered our household, so the people bowed their heads and worshipped, then the children of Israel went away and did so just as the Lord commanded Moses and Aaron, so they did. All right, one more scripture, one more scripture. Go with me to Psalm 105. Psalm 105. We're going to read from verse 36. Psalm 105, verse 36. He also destroyed... All the firstborn in their land, the first of all their strength. He also brought them out with silver and gold, and there was none feeble amongst all his tribes. There was none feeble amongst all all his tribes. And then it says that Egypt was glad when they departed and fear fell upon them. He spread a cloud for a covering and fire to give them light in the night. The people asked, And he brought them quail, satisfied them with the bread of heaven. He opened the rock and water gushed out, ran even in the dry places like a river. And it goes on and on. Tonight I want to talk about the the, the power of communion. In fact, my title of my message tonight is Passover Power. Passover Power. Passover Power is, is, is very, very important because when you study the Exodus, when you study the origin of Passover, you'll begin to discover that a lot of the theology that you've been taught all your life is actually not accurate. It was God's will to deliver Israel out of Egypt. In fact, it was God's will for Israel to be free. It was God's will for Israel to enter the promised land. It was God's will for them to have their own land. It was God's will for them to dwell in a land flowing with milk and honey. It was God's will that Abraham, who had already paid an incredible price, God gave him a vision of the, the sun, moon, and stars. He gave him a vision of the sand on the seashore. He gave him a vision of all the land that his eyes could see. And he says, I'm going to give this to you and your descendants, and they shall possess it forever. It was God's will that they weren't in bondage. It was God's will that they were in freedom. It was God's will that they weren't in Egypt. It was God's will that they were in the promised land, and yet it required warfare. It required spiritual warfare. I kind of like that that in this house, we, we, we teach that God's will isn't automatic. It has to be activated. Now, if there was no devil, if there was no evil, God's will would just happen all the time. If there was no devil, God's will would just happen. But because there is a, a devil, in fact, the Bible says in 1 Peter 5, 8, it says, Be sober and be vigilant. 
for your adversary, the devil, roams around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. The dictionary definition of the word adversary is one who actively opposes or one who actively obstructs and resists. The devil is an adversary and he, his number one goal is to resist the will of God in an attempt to thwart the will of God in our lives. But the, the beautiful thing is that Jesus Christ came to destroy the works of the devil. Jesus Christ came to set the captives free and Jesus Christ came to give the church power. He gave us power so that we could exercise authority and dominion over the evil one. In fact, the Bible says in the book of Colossians that he has delivered us from the power of darkness and he has conveyed us to the kingdom of the son of his love. So that tells me if he has delivered me from the power of darkness, if there's any power of darkness operating in my life, then, then I, need to, I need to just get back with some scripture and understand that if there's any, it's, it's operating illegitimately. It is operating illegitimately and can be dismissed at any time. The devil only has as much hold in your life and in my life as we give him permission for. The devil has as much hold in your life as you allow him. Our job, our assignment is to not just drive the devil out of wherever we, we find him, whether it's in our, in our family, whether it's in our marriage, whether it's in our homes. Our job is to drive the devil out wherever we find him. That, that's, that's why we, we, we kind of get a little bit active in our communities. When the devil wants to come in and mess up our children, when the devil wants to come in and, and kill them in the womb, when the devil wants to come in and if he can't kill them in the womb, he wants to confuse them in their gender, when the devil wants to come in and have confused, perverted people reading, reading stuff, not on our watch, bub, that's not happening. We want to keep our ch children's innocence. We want to preserve their innocence. The Bible says train up a child when they're young in the way that they should go. And when they're older, they won't depart from it. We're not letting the, the, the devil, we're not letting the wicked, we're not letting the un unrighteous come in and take our children, the harvest for tomorrow. So we stand up and we, we recognize that we have a fight against, against wickedness. So isn't it interesting that in order to deliver Israel out of Egypt, it took the shedding of blood took the shedding of blood. A lamb, a one-year-old lamb was selected and each household had to have a lamb and they would sacrifice the lamb and then they would put the blood of the lamb on, on the lentils of the doorposts, on the wooden beams, the vertical beam and the horizontal beam. And then they were to stay inside that house. And when the destroyer came, wherever the blood was, he had to pass over. But wherever the blood wasn't, the destroyer went in and the firstborn died. And the Bible says the next morning when they woke up, there was such lament and God brought them out with a powerful hand. He, but I want you to know he didn't just save them. He didn't just deliver them. The Bible says when they came out of Egypt, they came out with the silver and the gold. They didn't just come out with the silver and the gold. The Bible says, and there was not one who was feeble among them. Not, not, not one with a nagging cough, not one with a bad knee. I mean, they're, they're working 16, 18-hour days. They're, they are the slave labor force with a stinging whip on their back. 
You're trying to tell me there's no, there's no 70 or 80-year-old with, with an arthritic condition? You're trying to tell me there's not somebody with, with a bad back from, from baking bricks and lifting bricks or working the gardens? You're trying to tell me there's not, not some, somebody with, with swelling in their joints, swelling in their ankles? So powerful was the blood. The blood didn't just save them. The blood didn't just deliver them out of 400 years of bondage and slavery. The blood was so powerful that they came out with silver and gold. Why would they come out with silver and gold? Well, so that you and Pastor Joel Osteen can preach a prosperity gospel. No, no. They came out with the silver and the gold because God was restoring what they should have been given in wages. Everything... Because a slave labor force is taken advantage of. They are overworked and always underpaid. And God is saying, I'm making reparations in a biblical way. What you should have got, I'm the God that restores. I'm the God, you don't need to, to force anything. I'm the God that restores. They came out with prosperity. Not only they come out with prosperity, they came out with healing. I want you to know that as we take communion, as we, we take this in just a few moments, the power of God is going to hit this place. And if you need salvation, salvation is, is going to come. You can tonight be forgiven for all your sins. The most magnificent thing, and we, we heard it, Jim did it so well, that when Jesus was on the cross, he made an exchange. Jesus was innocent, like we read in the Passover story. Jesus was innocent. He had to be innocent. And Jesus said, I must suffer. He had to suffer. When Jesus suffered, the reason he had to suffer was to, so that the, the frequency of his blood would drown out the uh, volume of the accuser. When Cain murdered Abel, God said, what is this that I hear? Your, your brother's innocent blood cries to me from the ground. Jesus said, the son of man must suffer. He didn't say the son of man must die. He said, the son of man must suffer. A lot of people who don't read their Bible say stupid things. They say that Jesus received a whipping, which was uh, 40 lashes minus one. It's not true because the, the Jews didn't whip him. The Romans whipped him. The, the Romans didn't care about Jewish law. I have no regard for your law, Pharisee. They, they, they whipped him. In fact, if you, if you look at the Shroud of Turin, uh, there's over 270 lashes that Jesus received uh, in, his, in his body. He was, he, he was made to suffer and he willingly gave himself to the, to the suffering so that when he died, his innocent blood shed would have such frequency before the Father that any, any accusation that the devil has against you, against your past, against your sin, against something you did do or didn't do, should have done, shouldn't have done, whatever the devil says, but the, the blood of Jesus Christ, when you apply that blood to your life, when you come into the door, when you come into that blood, it, the destroyer has no voice. He has no accusation. He has no authority to judge you. He has no authority to condemn you. You find yourself set free. You know, the, the ancient Romans had, had uh, they had no police force. I'm not sure if you knew that. Ancient Rome had no police force. They only had a military. That's where we get the word militia from the, the ancient Romans had, had military. So the way that they deterred crime was they invented uh, capital punishments and like ridiculous capital punishments. So they were the ones that came up with crucifixion. That was like, and, and crucifixion wasn't just for 
uh, murderers, like Jesus is hanging between thieves. So you steal someone, death penalty. Um, uh, you steal, you know, you, sorry, you steal a loaf of bread, you steal something, it's a death penalty. And they would put, parade the, these people out on, on the streets, hanging on the cross as a deterrent. Like if you're thinking of coming in here to steal something, you just may want to think again because you could end up on, on a cross in agony, suffering and dying. They had another sin that if somebody uh, killed their, their father or if a slave killed his master, that they would put you in a Hessian sack and they would put three animals in there. They'd put a dog, a rooster, and a, and a poisonous snake, a viper, into the sack with you and throw you into the river so that you didn't just drown, but you suffered immensely as you were drowned. Romans, God bless them. <laughs> the, the penalty for murder in Rome, if you murdered somebody and you were found guilty of murder, they would take the dead corpse and they would, they would tie, they would bind the dead corpse. You, you, you'd be stripped down to just your, your, your undergarments, your linens, and then they would take the, the dead decomposing corpse and they would fasten it to you and you had to carry the dead weight, the dead corpse. That's why Paul writes in the book of Romans to the Romans because they understood this. He says, who will free me from this dead weight that I carry? Glory to be to Jesus Christ. And to us, we may say, well, that's, you know, that's the ancient Romans. But it, it, when, when I'm at Emerge, it's amazing how many, many men I talk to around the fire pit, how many men I, I talk to who they know, that, they know that God is good and they know that God is a God of forgiveness. But the guilt and the shame for what they've done, the guilt and the shame for mistakes that they've made, the guilt and the shame for a past life they're still carrying. And I want you to know tonight that Jesus Christ shed his blood on the cross, that you can let go of that weight. You are not meant to carry guilt. You are not meant to carry shame. You are not meant to carry condemnation. The Bible says there is therefore now no condemnation. For those who are in Christ Jesus, but it's amazing how the, the devil will whisper to you saying, no, 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 if, if, you, if you forgive yourself, you, you, you'll do it again. Actually, if you forgive yourself, you're in greater place of not doing again because you'll have a righteousness conscious, not a sin conscious. It's an incredibly powerful thing, but I just felt the Holy Spirit say there are people in here and because of things that were done to you, you've been carrying the shame or things that you have done in the past that you've never told anybody about, you're so ashamed and you're carrying it around. I want you to know that Jesus Christ shed his blood, that you're no longer to be a prisoner of Egypt. You're no longer to be a prisoner of a cruel taskmaster. You're no longer to be a prisoner of the devil who wants to rub your face in who you were in the past. That's not who you are anymore. When you are born again, the Bible says you become a new creation. All things, all things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. All things have become new. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. God takes your sins and he separates as far as the east is from the west. In fact, the Bible says he forgives us of our sins and he remembers them no more. If God, who is the perfect judge, if God, who is perfect in justice, if God, who is perfect in righteous, has forgiven you, why are you still carrying it? Don't carry it any longer. 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 Let Jesus take that corpse, that decomposing corpse, and, and here's what would happen. You, you, you would probably know this, but the people who committed murder would die within the next 
12 to 18 months if they live that long. Even the most fittest would only live that long because the decomposing corpse would actually begin to have chemical reaction with the cells in your own body and you would en end up with, with a sickness and with a death in, in, would get into your very, very core, into your cells, into your body, and you would die. And there are people, their dreams are dying, their marriages are dying, their vision's dying, their life is dying because of what they're carrying. Don't carry it anymore. Jesus died on a cross to take away all your sin. He died so that you could be forgiven. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Not only that, but deliverance. He delivered them out of Pharaoh. Freedom. Galatians 5 verse 1 said, it is for freedom that Christ has set you free. For freedom. That means if you've got anxiety, you need to kick it to the curb. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anxiety is an illegal passenger on the train. Kick him off. If you've got depression, same thing. Any of, any of these things, God has set you free. If you're not in freedom, if you've got an addiction, you're addicted to porn, you're addicted to gambling, you're addicted to alcohol, you're addicted to a substance, you're addicted to drugs, good news is Jesus Christ has set you free. This, this blood, the power. Now listen, if this was just an ordinary lamb, that had such delivering power in Egypt, how much more the Lamb of God that John the Baptist points and says, behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. If the Son of the living God came into the earth, clothed, clothed himself in human flesh, and then gave himself as a sacrifice on the cross, if an ordinary Lamb set the people free out of 400 years of bondage and slavery in Egypt, if it brought them out where there wasn't one fever but healing flowed, if it brought them out with prosperity blessings so they came out with the silver and gold. If that was an ordinary lamb, how much more the lamb of God? I'm telling you tonight, we don't preach the power of God enough. We don't preach it as fully as we should. Not one of you needs to leave tonight with sickness, with bondage, with poverty, with lack, with struggle. Not one of you needs to leave here tonight with guilt, with shame, with condemnation. Not one of, not one of you needs to leave with anxiety, with depression, with fear, with a phobia. Every single one of us can be set free. Yeah, come on, let's stand to our feet. Come on, let's stand to our feet. I always open this thing wrong. Away from my shirt. Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to let beautiful Pastor Summer open it. Did you open it already? You got a white shirt on too. Thank you, beautiful Sammy. I'll take that. Can we put our hands together for the amazing Summer Peterson? What an amazing woman of God she is. Amen. All right. Who's, who's got the wafer? Who's got the wafer? Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread and he says, take this bread. This is my body broken for you. So let's, let's take this. And as you, as you put it on your tongue or as you chew it, I, in Catholicism, you're not allowed to chew it, but... Anyway, it's, it's, that's a whole nother deal. You can chew it. In fact, I want you to chew it. Yeah, it, yeah not, not just because of the choking hazard. But the Bible says that his body was, was bruised. His body was, was broken. His body was crushed. So that our broken, bruised, crushed bodies could be healed. So come on, let's, let's take that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your body broken. 
thank you for your body that's broken. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Now I want you to take the, the cup. And he says, take, take this. this. This wine is the cup of the New Testament. In my blood, the new covenant. The old covenant was given to Moses. It was given to Moses by way of the Ten Commandments. And the old covenant was, if you keep my laws, if you keep my statutes, if you obey my commands, all these good things will happen. That was the old covenant. The new covenant isn't if you obey, if you observe, if you do. The new covenant is that whosoever believes, whosoever believes, whosoever believes. They asked Jesus in in the Gospel of John, they said, what must we do to work the works of God? He said, believe in Jesus Christ. Believe in God and the one who he has sent, Jesus Christ. Jesus hung on the cross. When you look at the cross, how many people know John 3.16? John 3.16, for God so loved the world, he gave. Most people know John 3.16. They don't know the two verses before it, John 3.14. John 3.14 sets the precedence for John 3.16. In John 3.14, Jesus said, just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness on a pole, so too must the Son of Man be lifted up. So too must the Son of Man be lifted up. For the Son of Man did not come into the world to condemn the world, but that through Him the world might be saved. Verse 15. Then verse 16. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him. The story that Jesus is referring to is when God sent poisonous vipers amongst the people when they were complaining. And when they were bitten, the hematoxin of the poison was killing them. And they complained to Moses, and Moses went to God and said, God, what do I do? He says, make a bronze serpent and put it on a pole. Whenever you see bronze in the Scripture, bronze is judgment. Whenever you see bronze, bronze is judgment. Silver is atonement. Gold is is divinity, heavenly. Whenever you see bronze, so the serpent is going to be judged. And put it on the pole. He said, it'll come to pass. Anybody who looks at that, it will nullify the toxin. It'll nullify the poison, the hematoxin, and they'll live. If you said, I don't believe that, I believe in, and try to tie a tourniquet, you died. But everybody that put their faith and looked at the, it nullified the poison. Genesis 3 opens with a serpent causing man to sin. The wages of sin is death, or the end result, the payment of sin is death. Every single one of us are infected with a hematoxin called sin that is producing death. But the Bible says that Jesus, like the serpent, was lifted up on a pole, that whosoever looks at him, whosoever believes that he's judged in your place, it'll nullify the sin. It'll nullify the hematoxin. That's what Jesus meant when he said the new covenant. So come on, let's take the blood. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If you need if you need healing in your body, if there's sickness in your body, I want you just to, to raise a hand. Come, come and stand down here, Mikey. Come and stand down here, Mikey. This is this is a beautiful Mike Butcher, one of my favorite humans on the planet. 
Hello. What's going on with, with, with you, Mikey? Oh, only, only Mike. Only Mike Butcher. Dear Jesus, what, what's wrong, Mike? I tore my groin. It's going to make it very interesting to lay hands, isn't it? He did that on purpose. He is one of the cheekiest men I know. Of all the people to call out, I call out Mike Butcher, who tore his groin. Lift your hands, Mike. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, there's the power of God already. Power of God already. Power of God falls there and then goes right through you. goes right through you. Father, from the tip of his head. Father, bringing, bringing not just speedy healing, but relief from the pain. Relief from the pain. And Father, he, he said he did it lifting a weight. And you hear the Holy Spirit saying that, that there's been some weights that you've been carrying, some burdens that you've been carrying for too long. And the Lord, even this weekend, is going to begin to lift some of the weights you've been carrying from you, from you, from you. And it's interesting that it's, it's, it's in your, your groin and your loins because the Lord says that some of the, it's generational. It's that you, you've, been, you've been lifting a weight, carrying a load that's been a generational curse, a generational bondage passed down from your father's lineage into you. And even it's tried to get onto your kids. Even this week, try to get onto your kids. But because you keep going, you keep, you, the devil knocks you down and you get back up and, the de- and you keep getting back up. This, this, I'm telling you, there's something significant about this Easter. Not only is God going to heal what's been strained, and not, God's not only going to heal the hurt, but he's going to break that generational bondage. He's going to break that. He's lifting the weight off you. He's lifting the weight off you. And the Lord would say, even as you have communion this weekend in your home, don't let go with the dream. Don't let go with the dream. Mike Butcher, your beautiful home, prosperity, abundance and wealth. Oh, there it goes right through you again. Right through. Just take that. Goes right through him. Right through him. Right through him. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Who else? Was it you that had your hand? Come on. What's what's going on? Jesus is King. Kanye West. I love that. You got in a car accident. Is how's the car? The car is okay. It's better if the car's no good and you're good. Okay, well, lift your hands high to heaven. Come on, how many people believe that God can heal necks and lower backs? And Father, we thank you right there. And all I want you to do, I just heard the Holy Spirit say, just tell him to let it go, which sounds really, really weird, but I've got to tell you what I hear. He said, let it go. Let the pain go. Let the pain go out of your neck. Let the pain go out of your back. Just let it go. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet. He, oh, there it goes, right through you. Healing flows, healing flows, healing flows. I want you just to begin to, to, to bend and touch your toes. Do something you couldn't do just a moment ago. You're going to find the healing. There it is. And that's it. Let it go. Because as you're, as you're moving, you're letting it go. You're letting it go. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You're smiling. Don't do a forced smile. What's happening? Is anything happening? It's gone. It's gone. That's, how good is God? Come on, lift your hands. Lift your hands. Here's what else I see. Do you know what? Do you know what neck and back is in Scripture? So neck is where God put, oh, where they put the yoke, and back is where the burden. And uh, I know I've seen you around quite a bit. Are you in the academy? Are you in the internship? The waking you? You're on. You're on staff. Well, no wonder I've seen him. Okay. But but here's what I see. Yeah, you think I should know, right? Here's what I see. I see that that the neck and the back were under attack, were damaged because you've put your neck under God's yoke. They, they, put, a, they put a yoke on the neck of, of an oxen so that it becomes a servant and plows the, the field. And that's what you did. And the back says, I will make the Lord's burdens my burdens. And I just see an acceleration I heard this, this year. And you've, you've got a passion to preach and you've got a passion to minister. And even as, as you're just learning, even now, just the healing going through your body, uh, God's going to use you powerfully in healing, in ministry, in preaching, and setting other people free. So lift your hands real high for me. Father, I thank you right there. Go right through your servant in Jesus' name. Just take that. Amen. Amen. All right, I've got to watch the clock. I've got to watch the clock. I've got to watch the clock. Um, Dustin, you got something going on? This is your, oh, your beautiful daughter. Oh, stretch your hands out towards this beautiful young lady. What's, what's happening, darling? On your knee? You're too young to have a knee injury. Lift your hands high to heaven. You're going to feel in any, any second, you're going to feel a power go right through you and it's going to go right into your knee, right into your knee. Father, thank you right there. Oh, there it goes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Healing the knee, healing the knee. All pain leave, discomfort go in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We just release it. We release it. There's somebody here, you've been having terrible migraines and something just popped. God is setting you free right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. No more migraines. No more migraines. It was you. Very close. Well, no wonder you're touching her. No wonder it went into you. Thank you. Don't take all of her healing anointing, though. Jenny, can, we can't even trust you, Jenny. It's like she's trying to... and you're t- Jenny Irvin, unbelievable. Jesus can't help himself. He's healing her. He's healing you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Can you feel that, sweetheart? Can you feel that going right through you? That's the power of God. Does it feel any different already? Come on, let's give God a great praise. Thank you, Jesus. Dustin, lift your hands. Dustin is one of my favorite humans on the planet. Lift your hands, Dustin. Stretch your hands out towards Dustin. Father, I just thank you for Dustin. I thank you for the the wonderful Father that he is. And this is what I hear. I hear the word leader. Leader. And the the Lord just said to me, he's an incredible leader because he's a magnificent servant. The greatest leaders in the kingdom are servant leaders. And because you have positioned yourself and repositioned yourself as a servant in the house, the leadership mantle is resting upon you in a powerful way. And God is going to elevate you. And I, every time I pray for you, Dustin, I hear 
the word. This is the only word the Holy Spirit's letting me pray. Restoration, restoration. Things that were lost being restored to you. Things that were lost being restored to you. Things that were lost being restored to you. It may not look the way that I, you know, but I'm telling you, the God that you serve is a God of restoration. He's a God of restoration. He, you're a magnificent human, an extraordinary leader, and a wonderful servant. Thank you, Jesus. Bless this man. Anybody else with sickness in their body? All right. Everyone with sickness in their body, raise their hands. I want If you're around somebody, put your hand on them because I've got to keep moving. I want to pray for, for something else in just a moment. But if there's somebody with, with sickness, God's healing somebody. Someone's got a, a, a really, you've had, they weren't sure whether it was a bronchial thing. And then instead of bronchial, it was asthma. Who, who was that? It was like a, you, you, just, you didn't know you had asthma, but you had asthma. It was, a, it was you on the keyboards. Can we get someone to jump? Abel, where are you? Abel, can you jump on the, the keys up here? Where's Abel? Abel, come and jump on the keys. We're going to pray for, we've got to pray for the keyboardists. We can't let, I heard that the Holy Spirit said, Great, good on you, Gracie. Abel, you are my, you are my choice, but Gracie's already up there. <laughs> amen, amen. All right, if you're around someone with their hands, put your, put your hand on them, put your hand on them. Father, Come on, lift your hands. So what happened? You, you, you got a diagnosis? Yeah, so I uh, have it out their lines. And so I was a little boy. I died almost uh, once when I was a little boy. In 2021, I was uh, in the hospital for a month and a half and almost passed away. And the worship team prayed for me, and now I'm part of the ministry. So I'm a living miracle, a walking miracle. Come on, you are a living miracle. And the good thing about God is He, he doesn't have a quota on how many miracles you're allowed to have. I'm up to 4,970. Yeah. What do we say in this house? In this house, we, we, we say that we don't believe in miracles. We depend on them. And I want you to know that God is not like stingy with miracles. He's not. He's got plenty. There's an overflow. In fact, there's a whole vault of miracles. He's like, no one's even asked for these. What's going on? Gabriel, what's happening down there? How come people aren't asking for these miracles? Tell them. We've got a whole whole vault full of miracles. If you need a miracle, Father, we thank you right now, right now, right now, sir. I see the power of God on you. You're going to feel a warmth in your chest. It's going to go right through your body. I see I see things that are seized unlocking. Things that are seized unlocking. Things that need to flow are going to flow again. Father, I thank you. I see the aorta valve opening, reopening. I see some constricting of, of even arteries being released, being open. Father, I see things opening in him in Jesus' name. Lift your hands high to heaven. I speak to, oh, there it is. I speak to this bronchial condition, this asthmatic condition, and I command it to go in Jesus' name. That's it. Just breathe in and out deep. Breathe in and out deep. It just broke. It just broke. It just, there you go. Feel that? That's the, that's the, there it goes right through him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God is in the house. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know I have to give the salvation altar call. I know, but just hang on. Hang on. Don't rush me, Pastor John. Gosh, he's a bully. When Becky's not here, he misbehaves. Have you noticed that? When Becky, he, when Becky Heinrichs is here, he's, oh, Mr. Behavior. When Becky's not here, he's threatening me in the green room and poking me with pins during the offering. It was, it was unbelievable. I'm like, how? Oh, why is he doing Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. 
Biggest lie of the devil. Biggest lie of the devil. You have to leave San Diego to buy a home. Biggest lie of the devil. Biggest lie of the devil is that prosperity can work in Alabama, but not here. Prosperity can only work in the less expensive states. Beautiful Tanya and Robert Parazu, we were praying with them and they said they were qualified at this level and then the home that they, every home they looked at in that level, they was not good. They got two little boys. It wasn't safe. And then they saw a home at this level that was way above what they could afford. And so we just kept injecting them with faith and the prophetic and the Word of God and they got the home at that level. But then Tanya said, Tanya's testimony was like, wow, I didn't realize it would be so easy to buy a home. And I'm like, yeah, because you didn't doubt. You Can I just tell you? The Bible says that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills, but he also owns the thousand hills where the cattle graze. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Ecclesiastes says that God gives the wicked the job of gathering that he may give it, that he, the wicked, may give it to him who is good before God. I'm telling you, you're going to possess homes that somebody else built, that the wicked built, but you'll dwell in them. That's what happened in Israel. That's what happened when they came into the promised land. He says, you're going to live in homes you didn't build. You're going to drink from wells you didn't dig. You're going to eat from orchards you didn't plant. You're going to drink and make wine from vineyards that you never cultivated is what God's going to do. If you need some prosperity, blessing, home ownership, lift your hands high to heaven. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we declare these men, these women are under the blood of Jesus Christ. The same blood, in fact, a more powerful blood than the original Passover that brought them out with the silver and the gold of Egypt. I declare the wealth of Egypt, the wealth of the world, the wealth of the marketplace flows to these sons and daughters, flows to these sons and daughters. I see titles exchanging. I see keys exchanging hands. I see you holding the title deed to property. I see you developing property. I see many of you owning several properties properties, investment properties. Father, I thank you. Every piece of ground that we take from the devil, we take and righteous men and righteous women live there and we diminish the devil's grip. We diminish the devil's authority over a city. Father, I thank you for prosperity. I thank you for blessing. I hear the word debt cancellation. God is going to supernaturally cancel debts for you. God, is, that doesn't mean you go and get a credit card and go crazy. I'm just saying if you're carrying a debt right now, God is going to cancel it. God is going to believe God to cancel it. Curse that thing. Command that debt to be broken. You take that debt. You bring it before God. You bring it under the blood. And you say, I command this debt, this heavy burden, this heavy burden. There's some people here and the student loans are crushing you. I break that debt. I declare supernatural. It's from a supernatural source. The thing paid off. The thing paid off. The debt's canceled in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. The last one. The last one before I close. I heard the Holy Spirit say that there's a lot of, a, a lot of people, and I, I've got to do this one very delicately, because of the, the anguish, the stress, the, the heightened anxiety of 2020, 2021, 2022, where you were threatened that you'd lose your job if you didn't do A, B, and C. Uh, this pandemic is killing people and, you know, no travel and lockdown. You were isolated. You were separated. Many businesses suffered. There were layoffs. It, it was just a time of heightened stress. 
time of heightened stress. And I heard the Holy Spirit say that tonight I want to deliver people who still are living in the residual, still living in, uh, it's almost the, the overflow. It's like, it's like your cortisol levels didn't go back to normal. It's like you still live with a, with a heightened. And, and I understand because crazy is still in the White House. Crazy is still over. Crazy Mussolini is still governor. Crazy is still hijacking elections. There's still, we, we, we can't change what's out there. But I felt the Holy Spirit say, I've come to deliver what's in here. Jesus was asleep on a pillow in a storm. The experienced fishermen were freaking out, bailing water, and they said to him, you're asleep? Don't you care? We're perishing here. Jesus cared. He just wasn't distressed. God wants us to care about our community. He wants us to care about things that are going on. He doesn't want us to be distressed. So if there's distress that you need relief from, that's probably the best way to do it. If there's distress that you need relief from, I want you just to lift a hand. If there's someone around you carrying that distress, I want you to put your hand on them. Put your hand. I break the spirit right now of fear. I break the spirit of anxiety. And I, I break the spirit of distress. You go in Jesus' name. I loose them and set them free. I loose them and set them free. I loose them and set them free. I loose them and set them free in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Becca, God's hands on you. would Say, fear not. Fear not. I am with you, Becca. I'm with you. And the Holy Spirit just showed me, sweetheart. He said, Becca, he said, you are not just a great performer. You're a wonderful person. I didn't bring you into this church to perform. You are not loved just because you perform. Now, listen, absolutely every time, everything that we give you, sweetheart, you knock out of the ballpark. You're just extraordinary. But I want you to know as the pastor of this church, we love you for who you are, not for your performance. You are a gift. You are a blessing. You are highly favored, highly valued. We love you. I love your personality. I love your little mischievity and your naughtiness. I've got to keep you and Summer apart. No, Summer's not. She's a bad influence on you. Ask Pastor Mark Peterson. Bad influence. But you're extraordinary, sweetheart. Dave. Dazzling Dave. Lift your hands. He came with us to Israel 2019, wasn't it? I just keep the, hearing the Lord say, you tell him, you tell him, my servant, that I haven't finished with him and that there are projects that I've given him that the devil has tried to say, that's not happening, that's not happening, shelve them. I even see it's like, like these, these blueprints and these schematics rolled up and just kind of put on a shelf because it almost got too hard to carry them and it got too painful to keep believing. But the Lord would say, you're stepping into a time again, my son, my servant, where you're going to bring them out and you're going to roll them out onto the table and you're going to see God is already at work and God is everything that you dreamt. Here's what I heard. Many of the things that you dreamt that you would see in your life, you will. You'll see all of them. But the Lord said, just like I gave Moses the vision, 
he says, is going to be delivered. Some of them will be, you'll see them come to pass through your Joshua's, through through your sons in the faith, through your job was to carry the vision. Your job was to believe God. You haven't failed and you haven't run out of time. Many you'll, you'll fulfill with your hands. Others will come through your hands and it'll be fulfilled through the Joshua's that are in your life. Father, I thank you for Dave Runyon. Thank you for the hand of God upon him. Thank you for the favor. And that's what I keep hearing the Lord telling me to tell you. He hasn't given up. 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 He hasn't given up on you. He has great destiny, great plans, great purposes. Pull them off the shelf. In Jesus' name. Amen. Right. Lift your hands high to heaven. Lift your hands high to heaven. Say these words. Say, Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for the blood of Jesus. I declare because of Jesus' blood, I am saved. Now, I want you to get a little bit, little bit, little bit uh, moxie with this one. So say it again. I am saved. Now say, Devil, in the name of Jesus Christ, I declare my Savior, Jesus Christ, defeated you, crushed your head, took your crown, stripped your authority away, took the keys of death and hell. Get out of my life. You have no place. I evict you in the name of Jesus. I declare I am delivered of all the power of darkness. Light fills my life. I declare the silver and the gold of Egypt belongs to me. I am prosperous. I am successful. I am flourishing. I am a landowner. I am a title holder in the name of Jesus. I declare healing is my portion. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, go ahead. Give God a great praise. Give God a great praise. I'm over time. I'm over time. All right. While you're standing with your head bowed and your eyes closed, if you've never surrendered your life to Jesus. If you've never made Jesus Lord, we want to give you an opportunity to do that right now. So if that's you today, you've never given your life to Jesus, or maybe you once did as a kid, but you turned away, walked away, ran away, fell away, tonight is your night. Or maybe you're here today and you're just far from God. Friend, Jesus didn't die on a cross, so you and I would be far from Him. He died on a cross. If you look at the posture, a lot of people or the devil anyway, will try and tell you that God is a judgmental God, that He's an angry God. That, But have a look. When God came down and hung on a cross, He made a statement. And if you look at the posture on the cross, it's this. Pastor John Cameron will tell you, he's got two beautiful kids, Lara and Will. i got four kids. When we go away to travel, we can't wait to get on that plane home. Usually we're coming with gifts for our kids. And every time we would open the door and see the kids, you know what that meant? Kids come running. God so loved the world that He clothed in human flesh His only begotten Son. And then he hung on a cross in this posture. Jesus says, whoever comes to me, I'll by no means drive away. Jesus didn't die so you'd be far from him. He died. 
so that you could be embraced, you could be accepted, you could be loved. Some of you were never held by a father. Some of you were never held properly by a mother. I want you to know you're going to experience the love of God. You're going to experience the power of God. So if you're here today, you've never given your life to Jesus, you're once dead and you've slipped away, you're just away, you need to come back or you're here and you're just far from God. I want to say a prayer for you. If that's you, quickly lift your hand and I'm going to say a prayer. Who are those ones? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you through there. Thank you, thank you. Who else? Thank you up the back. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Wow, thank you, thank you. Wow, so many hands. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Can we do this? There are so many of you. I want to pray a personal prayer. Would you do this for me? If you raised your hand, would you find an aisle? And I'm going to jump down off this platform. I'm going to stand down the front here. I want to shake your hand. I want to pray for you personally. If you're with someone that raised their hand, don't let them walk this walk alone. Walk down with them. Bring them down. If you brought someone that raised their hand, bring them. If you brought someone that should have raised their hand, bring them. But we can we put our hands together for these people that raise their hands? Come on, up the back and on the side. Let's put our hands together as they come. Come on, let's give them a great round of applause. Come on, how awesome is this? Fatima, look at your beautiful smile. My gosh, did you have that smile before Jesus came? Look at you. You're incredible. They should put your face on a billboard and say, this is what Jesus does. The The whole world will get saved. Sam, there's a touch of God on you. God, I hear the Lord saying that there's some some things that have been uh, fractured relationally and God is doing a reconciliation. God's reconciling something that's been fractured and torn. He's a good God and He knows you and He loves you. Abraham, what an awesome name. Come on, you know I got Jurgen. Sounds like somebody throwing up and you get Abraham, a Bible name. Come on, I'm so jealous. Anthony. Anthony, kid, wonder, I love that. Just now, got off work. You just got off work? Now, do you play basketball? I, I, I bet you're awesome. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I bet you're pretty good. Did you see San Diego I did, State? I did, yes. How good was San Diego State? Can we give a shout up for San Diego State? Are you kidding me? How awesome. I love being in San Diego. Now, who's this young lady? It's my girlfriend. That's your girl. How did you do that? <laughs> God must really like you. Oh, he's got. There's something beautiful on you, something very beautiful. You're meant to be here. Yeah, and obviously you're a great basketball player, but I just hear God saying, there are gifts that he's put in you you haven't even unlocked yet. There there are dreams that you haven't even dreamed yet because it's like, oh, I wouldn't even dare dream that because that would be, no, God's, the Holy Spirit is coming in you and he's going to get you to dream dreams to unlock a future that is so far above and beyond anything that you've seen in your past. He really loves you. Anthony? Yes. Anthony. What's your name? Vivica. Vivica. What a co- How come you guys all have cool names? Thank you, babe. You must have cool parents. I do. You do. Come on. That's so good. God bless you, Vivica. God bless you. What's your name? Jenny. Jenny. And you got champion on your shirt? That's true. Jenny the champion. What's your name? Ellie. Ellie. Nice to meet you, Ellie. God bless you. Trey. Trey. God oh, even with a deep voice. Now tell me, where can I buy, where can I buy the, the sweater that has the muscles in it? I want to get me one of those. What an honor to meet you, Trey. I feel safe just standing here. What a, what, what a wonderful man. What a wonderful man. Stretch your hands out towards Trey. 
this is what I see, Trey. I see, my God, that the devil worked overtime to steal from you. The devil worked overtime to steal from you. You've, you've had to work twice as hard as anybody else to get half as much. And God is telling me to tell you, Trey, tonight it changes in Jesus' name. Tonight, all the... My, you're a hard worker. You're a faithful man. And I see that you've been faithful to friends and they have been unfaithful to you. You've been with them when, when, when a fight you fought and then not even a week they backstab. But God is changing everything, Trey. God is changing everything. It's, it's like you've been, it's, and that's what I see. I see there was a generational curse. There was a generational curse. And you made vows as a kid. I'm not going to go with the alcoholism. I'm not going to go with the abuse. I'm not going to go with the things that I see in my father. But I'm telling you, son, God is setting you free. And you're not going to live under that curse. You're not going to live under that. In fact, you're going to work half as hard as you've worked and get twice the results. But you don't know how to work half hard you, because you're a hard worker. But you're going to get unbelievable results. And I even hear the Lord say, that he brought you into this house, into this next chapter of your life, because you're going to have, you're going to reap friends that are like you, faithful, faithful to the end, who'll stand with you in the battle. Even if, even if you're losing, they'll stay with you to the end because you're going to, because you're a loyal man and that's what you're going to get. You're a good man, Trey. What an honor to meet you, sir. God bless you. God bless you. What a good man. Who's this young lady here? What's that? Adriana, nice to meet you. What a sweetheart. This, God's just telling me to tell you, sweetheart, there's a touch of God on you. You've got a, you've got a beautiful, delicate heart. And I, and I even hear him saying that to, to, for me to tell you, you've been praying for, for these moments and these breakthroughs. And God says, all your prayers were not only heard, angels were dispatched every time you pray. He loves you, darling. Well, yeah. I've met you. Nice to see you again. The hand of God is on you. God bless you. God bless you. Oh, nice to see you. God bless you. Nice to see you. The prophetic seas. That's true. The prophetic seas. Amen. Anybody? Oh, here we go. What's your name? Scott. Scott. Nice to meet you, Scott. God bless you. And then here, Charles. Amen. I'm way over time. I've done. I'm not meant to. They said don't mingle, but I can't help myself. All right. I want you, those of you that, that came forward, I want you to do this. And can we all do this with these beautiful people? Can we say the, these words out loud? Let's close our eyes and say these words. Say, Heavenly Father, I want to say thank you that you so love me. You sent Jesus, your only son, on a rescue mission to save my life. Jesus, thank you. You chose to die on the cross in my place so that I could be set free from all sin, from all the power of the devil. I declare tonight I am forgiven. I am cleansed, I am healed, I am clean, I am a child of God. Heaven is my home, God is my Father, and I am His child, His servant. From this day forward, in Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give God a great wow. shout. What an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen. For more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com. 
or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.